cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com. My name is Pinky Mukamani, and today we're discussing mental illness. So in studio today, I have Neo Ramafoko, known as Neo Fabulous. Neo Fabulous is a founder of Safe Space Inc., an MPO that focuses on mental illnesses. With Neo, we have Neo Silibano. So Neo is the founder of Emma which is also an MPO. Along them, they have Mbali. Mbali is here with Neo Fabulous, and Mbumi is just sitting there in the background supporting Neo Silibano. Ladies, welcome to studio. Thank you. Thank you. How are you guys feeling? Thrilled. Excited. Tired. Tired. Oh. <laughs> well, personally, I'm nervous. I think it's also because mental illness is a, it's one of those topics that, that hit home. And just knowing what an issue it is in South Africa. But before we get into that, I just want to speak to Nero Fabulous about the NPO, Safe Space Inc. Can you tell us more about that? Thanks, Binky. Um, Safe Space Inc., as you said, is an NPO that um, deals with mental illnesses. I started it after the demise of WHP in October last year. It was literally two days after he had um, taken his life. But I had always wanted to do something like this. I'm living with a mental illness myself. And basically, I'm not saying what mental illness, because... I want to send the message out there that a mental illness is a chemical imbalance in the brain, period. As I deal with people, when you say to a person, you have bipolar, you have schizophrenia, as opposed to you have depression, the reactions are different. The schizophrenia, the bipolar, and everything else are taken as ulithanya. Depression is like, oh, at least. I want people to look at me and to say that person has a chemical imbalance in the brain, but that person is doing well. That person is able-bodied, is fully functional. She just takes a medication. She's just unwell in the brain, which is okay. I mean, people take ARVs because they are unwell in their immune system. So I started that. And as a child, I have always known that something is not right with me. I have felt very different. You know, Um, I wasn't like other kids. I don't know how else to explain it. I really was different throughout my adult life. I was diagnosed in 20. 10, I think it was, 2011, or somewhere around there. And that's when I put my finger on it and I said, that's it. Once I learned more and more And that's when you decided to take a step. That's when I decided to take a step. Now, before we move into the details, you are here with Neo Siliban. Correct. So how did you guys meet? Um, So I've been trying to garner attention to create awareness on, on, on my initiative. So I put up a post. On, on a page on Facebook, and she saw the post, and she contacted me. Really, the rest is history, unless if she wants to add. <laughs> no, maybe you can tell us a little bit more. I saw a post on Facebook. She was reaching out, wanting help with mental illness awareness and so forth. And since I had just opened Emma I then reached out and told her that I just started my NPO. I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but it's an NPO for depression awareness. Mm-hmm. And then we linked up and our visions were the same or were aligned in the same direction. Okay. So you're the founder of Emma Yes. Which means, directly means stand with me. Yes. Now tell me why did both of you decide to take the step? For me personally, originally I'm from a township called Manseville. It is on the west of Johannesburg. It is relatively unknown. Every time I say I'm from Mansiville, people go like, huh? Look, I also had the... <laughs> <on my face. laughs> exactly. You know that, huh? 
it's a very marginalized um, township. People don't know about it. I'm an ordinary girl. There's nothing special about me, except that I knew that people were dying, and they were dying unnecessarily at the hands of mental illness. Mm. And people by dying, are you saying pain. suicide? Suicide, yes. Okay. And people were living in pain mm. because they can't come out and speak. We call them mathanya. We call them batunyoke mazlozi. Mm. We call them bewitched. So I decided to be the difference. When I started Safe Space Inc., I literally did not know how I was going to do it. I had no resources. I still don't, actually. Mm. And, and, and I, just, I just started. I decided to be the difference. I knew that it could be a small difference, but there's a saying that goes, when the difference is small, then it is the small things that make the difference. Mm. And I just did it. And now, Celebano, what was yes. your motivation? Um, okay, 2016, October, I was diagnosed with depression. After being diagnosed, I was hospitalized for about 21 working, 21 days. When I was diagnosed, my mom didn't understand what was happening with me. She didn't understand. Okay, so you can just go to hospital for bed rest now. That's mm-hmm. what she would say. My mom came to only see me um, three weeks later. It was very hard because every time I would walk into one of the sessions, they would ask me about my mom and I couldn't answer. My mom is not here. My mom doesn't understand. My mom says I must pray about it. My mom says I must get over it. I'm only referring to my mom because she's the closest thing I have when I was diagnosed, right? And then eventually she came around. As soon as my mom came around, something positive happened. The way I looked at my suffering or whatever that I was going through changed because she decided to stand by me. Hence, I started Emalina. And I was tired of people say, when you say you have depression, they'll say, no, you want attention, you want this, you want that. I'm simply saying, when somebody comes to you with a mental illness, stand by them and they will save themselves because that's what happened. I'm not saying my mom saved me, but as soon as I had support from my mom Mm. and my family, things changed. So now I think the great part here is that you had your mom. Yes. And that also stems in the whole awareness issue of Mm -hmm. mental illness. Yes. Is there anything you'd like to say about that? What are the struggles that you're facing in terms of awareness? Look, with Safe Space Inc., there's things that I assume are obvious and people don't really know about. For example, even with depression, people just don't get it. They, They think you are just down or you just feel sad or you are having an office morning or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It is deeper than that. You're an attention seeker. You know, they will ask you, oh, why don't you just go to a bra with your friends? Why don't you go shopping? You know, what is wrong with you? You know, stand up. Why don't you take a bath? Because when you have depression, which bath are you bathing, referring to? Bath as in... <laughs> oh, okay. Because I mean, there's also that ancestral bath. Like, no, no, no you no. need to have the rituals. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah, even that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, even that. You know, uh, let's... I don't know what Hotlavela Madlozi is. Is it to step for the ancestors? And slaughter, English. slaughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they don't understand. And it's, it's things that I'm thinking, oh my word, you know, is, I mean, a person would come to me and they would tell me a story and I would say to them, you are suicidal and they're not even aware. So it is quite shocking. There's, there's no awareness. There is no awareness from a perspective of the support structure that you have, your family. Your colleagues, your friends—they just don't—they just don't understand. There's no sub- uh, support structure for employed people. I mean, one in four people are living with depression. People who are working. So there's chances that a person that you're sitting next to at work has to cope with depression. So th- that's the thing. The, the the workplace is just not 
friendly for mm. people with depression and, and not and enough Newell awareness. Would, yeah, Newa would speak on that as well, elaborate on that. But also on the flip side of the coin, people with mental illnesses don't understand that the responsibility to be well and to stay well is theirs. The only way to beat your mental illness is to know about it, like you must know about it like the back mm. of your hand. You must know your meds. You must know the side effects. You must know that when things change, you need to go to your psychiatrist. Mm. Understand, yeah, yeah you, a full you understanding. Know? Yeah, because I keep running to my psychiatrist all the time when I get the triggers. You know, when 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 somebody passes away, my dad passed away from cancer. Every time you know cancer is mentioned, I I kind of like get messed up. Mm. But you need to do it. So I guess besides expecting society to be aware of mental illness. You yourself should understand you, you, you have what to you're dealing with. It, yeah. yes. and, and then now, on your side, I don't. how has it been? How has the awareness been? <laughs> Besides your mom. After people started understanding that I have depression, the minute I started opening up, I started having, you know what, my friends were always there. There's friends that I call at 1 a.m. when I can't sleep or I'm crying or I'm just feeling down and out. There's people on my speed dial that are standing by me Basically, I have about 10 friends that know that Newo is, Newo suffers Is this fashion, because so. you can't make friends or? No, I can make <laughs> friends. I have a lot of friends, but there's those specific 10 friends who understand, who understand the, depression. Okay. They don't suffer from depression, but you know what? All of a sudden, they understand my medication more than me. Mm. They understand my emotions. They know how, like, how, what, or when to do it just to pick me up. And I'm just saying, at least have two people whom you can call. My, my grandma used to say, yeah. you know, that's when suicide thoughts come. So basically come that's working. during sickness, you'll have the longest night. Yes. Yeah. Once you have somebody to talk to for those hours, you know, we have three minutes. Most, so mm. you call and talk and talk and it makes you feel better. This depression, people love talking. The minute you talk, I always say when I walk to see my psychiatrist, I don't know why I'm here. So basically I just come here to look at you and talk, talk, and then I feel better. They don't even say anything. Okay, how are you feeling? But the relief you get yes, from that after doing helps that. a lot. So it's all about talking. Now talking about the awareness part, we have Mbali here. Now Mbali, what has been your experience? Personally, I wouldn't, I'm not yet diagnosed with anything, but I've always known I have a problem. When I would wake up at like 3 a.m. and start crying, when I would close myself in my room, lock myself all day, I don't want to bath, I don't want to eat, I just feel sad. I don't know what's making me sad, but here I am, I am very sad, and I'm crying the whole time. But also with me... I can be sad now, and then five minutes later, I'm cool. And I don't understand. I don't even, I'm like, okay, I'm okay. And then again, I start over. And that's when you get the comments of what yes, time, you know? Yes, yes. Yeah, so how I, I, I got to know, you know, I was, it was one of those days where I felt like that. So I posted um, in this other group on Facebook. Then this girl contacted me, and then we started talking. And she was like, how are you feeling? And I'm like... I'm feeling this and this and this. And she's like, is there anything specific happening in your life? I'm like, Mm-mm, there's nothing happening in my life. And then she said, okay, I think you are depressed. And then she referred me to Neo. Okay. And then um, I texted her and I was so afraid. I remember I was like, ah, it's a Sunday. Mdanabantu is over there chilling, doing whatever. And here I am. I, I sent her a text and then she was very open. She was very welcoming. And I felt... Like it's safe. Yeah, yeah. I was like, she's like finally someone. She is a safe space. Mm -hmm. Yes. So um, I texted her and then we spoke and then she said, 
okay, from what you're saying, I can say you do have a mental illness. But what it is, I can't, you know, pick point. Mm. But you have to go and get um, a diagnosis. Mm. So um, with me, I've always been one of those people also who, you know, when it comes to people with depression and stuff, it'd be like, ah. You're being sensitive. Okay. Why are you being oversensitive? Ah, we can't even laugh with you now. Why? I, I, I couldn't understand. Gutsi, I'd be like, I'm a mood swings. You know those people about, about moody. Also, it's so sad, Gutsi. It had to happen to me for me in order to understand it. Mm-hmm. Also, cause apart from me, I've also been in a relationship with someone who has a mental illness. So I think, besides me, that's when I started understanding it. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is very strange. You know, of the time this person is like this, but there's also this side to him also where he could be happy. And then all of a sudden... just switches, yeah. Yeah. But I guess the good part here is that you know the best of both worlds. Yes. So as much as you were the one who was like, ah... Yeah, yeah. You also know the pain of it. Yes, I do. And how you feel is all up to you. How how you decide to deal with your mental illness. Being well is your responsibility because this is what also happens. You find someone with a mental illness and they mm. they they make it an excuse to do isn't though. I know I also feel like that. I have a daughter. Sometimes I don't want to parent. I'm like, I do not mm. want to be a parent today. You know I know that want, it's a responsibility. Yes. I do not want to be a mother. I feel like running away, I feel like screaming, I feel like one, two, three, four. You know, all these feelings they lead to something at the mm. end of the day. What I'm taking from what you're saying is that there is a sense of responsibility that's needed, not just from yourself, but from even the people around you. Now, how do you feel South Africa is taking on depression or rather, let's say, mental illness as a whole? Do you think there's enough awareness? Is there enough facilities? Is government doing enough? Short answer, no. And in our defense, you know, we haven't been exposed to mental illness as black people, really. It's it's quite foreign. Um, But that's not an excuse, you know. You can do something. Now you know that somebody within your family committed suicide or attempted suicide or whatever. You know, we can make that difference, each and every one of us. There isn't. I mean, we are looking at getting sponsors. Um, Neo was planning to host a walkathon. You know, we wanted to do it together and stuff like that. It costs a lot of money. We knock on doors asking for sponsorships from private businesses. And people look at us like, uh-uh. What are you talking about? Why would we waste the, our money yeah, on why this? Why would we waste our money on this? And they don't understand. Mm. 75% of South Africans are living with a form of a mental illness. Mm. You may not be living with a mental illness yourself, but there could be somebody in your family that is struggling or somebody that is even wanting to commit suicide. And I mean, earlier on, you mentioned WHP. I've noticed that whenever there is a suicide, then, mm. you know, everybody's up in yeah. arms. Oh, yeah, we should yeah. have done this, we should have done that. Yeah, yeah. Then give it a couple of weeks and then it's all quiet Guys now. Yeah. Back to normality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nobody actually does anything about it. Yeah. So what, what are you expecting? What are you expecting from government, from people, from private entities? What would you like to see? Personally, I'm not expecting anything as yet from the government. I was telling Newa that sometimes you need to start what you believe in without support Mm -hmm. and then whatever that you're doing should make enough noise for the government to take notice. It's just such that what the government takes notice of is suicide. Yes. So So with regards to that, um, when we, she spoke about the walkathon, the reason um, Emma decided to go with the walkathon is because the youth, the generation that we are living in currently wants fun. You cannot call them into uh, to Orlando stadium just to sit there and listen to Neo talking. Mm -hmm. No ways. They're not going to come. So 
I decided to go with a more fun, vibey way mm. to make um to, to make people talk about um mental illness while learning about it. So that's why we're opting for a picnic instead of the walkathon. Now talking about the generation, today's generation, mm. there's so many challenges and one of them is social media. Mm. And I think it's had one of the biggest impacts on mental illness. Yeah. So what's your take on that? It's terrible. In a sense that it's amazing. And like I said, when we were outside, there was somebody who actually contacted me via safe space and they felt down because they were not receiving comments and enough likes on their pages. And I was, I was legit shocked. Mm-hmm. I was like, does it really, really happen? And it does happen. Mm-hmm. That is the reality. I mean, my niece is what? Turning 10 in September. She's got the latest gadget. I think it's an iPhone. She's on Instagram. Mm-hmm. She's on end. We don't Obsessed understand. about likes. Yes. Yeah. We don't understand the pressure. You know, our young people, my heart breaks for young people. And the I mean, situation. just thinking about your niece. So now she's handling puberty yeah. and likes. Yeah. It takes a lot of education. It Sometimes it beats me as well. Mm. To say, you can never say, I'm only going to follow, you know, motivational people mm. and business pages. It doesn't matter. Because I mean, even the pressure to look the part, you know, True. look successful, True. post this, don't post anything bad, you know, yeah. make up this, yeah, even that pressure. You even forget that. There's filters True. And I guess it also boils back to responsibility yes. If we were responsible citizens Then we do better Comment better yes. you know? Another thing with social media The previous generation didn't have Facebook for example mm. So you wouldn't know what Nell is doing If I was in high school with Nell mm. Now we were both in the same class Nell is driving um, Mercedes Nero is working in that office space. Nero owns a townhouse. And then you come, and then there's Nero. Nero must take care of her family. Mm. So instead of me buying myself that thing, I must now focus on black text. I will say black text because that's what it's called. So I need to take care of my mom, this and that. And then I look at my salary that if I was not taking care of my family, then I could afford the BMW. Mm. But unfortunately, I cannot. So it, the pressure that comes with... Um, Social media is, is really immense. But now, what do you guys think needs to happen? Should we just cut out social media? Mm, no, I don't think we should cut it out because um, social media is good. Because on the other side, that's how people get to know more about that's, yeah. that's, 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 that's the way to go. Mm. I mean, that's how I met Gareth. Yeah. For instance. Safe space. You know, safe yeah. space. People know that's how I met Nell. Mm. You know, it's, it's a tricky it, one, eh? It's a very tricky one. You, you, you have to be responsible about your Facebook mm. um, or social media social usage. Media. Like I said earlier on, even I have to shut down often because it drains me. Then it affects my mental mm. illness. So I have to I literally put out my cell number and I'm saying, even on safe space, I'm not going to be there yeah. because I can't pour from an empty cup. Mm. So I shut down and, and I, for about a week or something like that, whatever, three days. Mm. So it's, it's, it's all about the education. You know, in terms of young people, as a parent, just time and again, just check what your child is doing. And, you know, what I, com- I, I completely agree with you. you yeah. know, and, and, and even the parents themselves, I think we yeah. need to get to a point where we understand the implications of what we tweet, yeah. what you True. what you say in True. a comment, you know, like True. to you, it might seem like, ah. It's a comment Absolute, you forget about it, exactly. but to someone else, it sticks. I was about, I know? was about to say and that. Yeah. So I guess it also boils back to our awareness. Like we need, to, you need to be aware of yeah. what you tweet. Yeah. The more people yeah. understand, mm-hmm. like yeah. what not to do, what to do, or yeah. what your actions could lead to. Mm-hmm. True. That would be best. And now talking about awareness, I mean, most of us spend most of our lives at work. I mean, you spend less time at home True. as compared to work with your colleagues and so on, with your employers, employees, and. I think that's one of the, that's the main place where awareness should be. Yeah. 
I agree. Personally, I'm going to start doing talks in companies. Mm-hmm. I've sent out a few letters to some three, four companies to be saying, even yourself as a, as a boss or a business owner, you, you need to understand that it, it could affect you. Mm. You need to it's know how to cope. Uh, no, it's not just your employees. It's, it includes you. And how to, how to deal with them and how to handle such situations. So I think if you even go into companies and speak about this and, and say to people, look, there's Emma the Safe Space Inc. We are bodies or NPOs that can give you assistance that you can speak to. Sometimes you knock off, you know, you can't speak to anybody that offers. You feel your family or friends don't understand. Get in touch with us. Mm. Talk to us. With regards to, to, to employers, um, I feel, okay, obviously companies have wellness pro- programs, right? Yeah. But now most of most I'm not sure, yeah. I don't think all companies. But most yeah. of them have them. Most companies don't cover you. The minute you're saying you, they don't have your back, the minute you're diagnosed with depression. I mean, you can't even apply for a job and yeah. say yeah, in the you, interview that yes, I am. You have depression. Because the minute you say that, the employer will start thinking, oh, six months away every year. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, so with regards to employer, em- employers obviously need to have a certain insurance whereby if you are diagnosed with um, mental illness, they should cover you like somebody who was diagnosed with cancer. I mean, cancer patients go... Um, once diagnosed and they start the chemo, they can be mm. off work for almost a year. But with regards to mental illness, they don't cover that. So mm. now it brings me to, do I, as a black child, taking care of my family and I'm diagnosed with depression, do I treat depression and say to my employer, I'll come back after six months without a salary? What am I going to eat? Mm. How am I going to survive? And it also takes it back to, I told you a story about my sister. She was diagnosed from um, March. She's going. She's supposed to go back to work September. But instead, the employer said, we don't know if you'll still have your position when you come back. Mm. On top of it, they're not paying her salary anymore. On top of it, um, they, I don't know if I should mention the insurance, but I don't, I, no. I don't think I should. <laughs> That's not you. Well, the insurance um, that the company had said um, depression is not a chronic. So what's supposed to happen? Do I treat mental illness or do I focus on... Mm. On my well-being, because obviously, mm. we you need you you know what? At the end of the day, our salary has um, you your monthly salary has responsibility. Like it covers most of the things mm. that you need to cover. So, so you end up having happen? to sacrifice yourself, yes. sacrifice your health, just to make sure you get. So the how do income. you go from your five thousand salary, for example, to zero for the mm. next seven mm. months? How is how are you supposed to survive? And how does that I'm even just, help your state, like your mental yes, state? It doesn't. It mm. just makes it worse. No, I com- I completely get you. But now, what do you guys want to see, like going forward? What are you hoping for with your initiatives? For me, personally, my biggest gripe is with the public health sector. I must be honest. People come through to me and I tell them where to go. Look, not all of them, really. I've got many clinics and many public hospitals that are absolutely fantastic that I've been to myself. But the bulk of them. They treat our mentally ill people with the greatest level of disgust. Mm. I'm not sure why. And it is so painful when I have to refer somebody like Mbali to a public facility and she says, I'm not going back there. Mm. It's happened. They're not equipped to deal with mental illness. But sometimes I I, I don't understand because a person can walk in there sick and then you say, Sutali Tanyakwena. The Minister of Health can't come in. I mean, even you. the stigma that comes with failed suicide attempts. Yes, oh, yes. That, that, that stigma. Do you, mm-hmm. do you understand what I'm saying? You can't. 
like, must the president come and tell you that you don't say such things to mm. people? You are a professional. Now, the, the government has got this tagline or whatever you call it. It says, but to pay principles. And yet you treat people like that. You, look, I understand things like being under-resourced and stuff like that. That's another story for another day. It's something that they can change. But my personal plea to public service health care providers, can we please treat people with respect? Mm. When you come and collect your ARVs, people don't say to you, but why mm, must you yeah. say such things to people living with mental illnesses? It's... it's I, I don't know. It's so, yeah. So that's, that's just that. And then now, um, with, with, with what Nawa said, I completely agree with whatever that she said, everything actually that she said. Um, but obviously, um, the hardest thing that we are facing as uh, mental ill people, um, if you're not employed and you don't have a medical aid, the treatment that you get is totally different. Mm. I was hospitalized in, um, in a private uh, private hospital, obviously my story will be different from somebody. Mm. My friend was diagnosed a few months back. She told me that there was cages, there was what, what in a certain cages. hospital. Yes. Really? They were yeah. kept in a cage? Yes. Yeah, there is. There's cages. Okay. So, you know what? So, uh, how do I refer somebody like in Bali and say, please go to this certain hospital? And then when you she know that she won't have access you, to what you, yeah. Okay, no, people are, are in cages. So, already you start to feel like an animal we need to take away that mm. and it's it's not i, I don't want to bring color into it but the truth of the matter is when i talk to a white person with mental illness the response i get is always different unlike when i'm talking to a black mm. person a black person is like mm. you know mm. hey, hey, hey it's witchcraft hey, it's this yeah yes, mm. like that this you know yeah. no but it's not that like never said it's just a chemical imbalance you just need treatment and mm. you'll be fine now with regard um with me um i'm also looking into um going i, t- I was telling never that we need to paint so it's green it needs to be green in as Why much specifically as, green? Okay, green is associated with depression and mental illness. So the same way when somebody walks in with a pink um, T-shirt will know that um, they're representing their cancer survivor or they're living with cancer or they were affected by cancer, people need to be able to wear green October and say, no, I know somebody who has mental illness. I, I have mental illness without being shy about it and still looking good in it. So, and another thing, people perceive us as those people who are, Hey, because you're depressed, you cannot be wearing lipstick. I always say to people, I'm um, depression sleeps. I can be happy now and walk out of here and you get a call. Oh my God, never relapsed. Mm. Depression plays with you anytime. The question is, are you ready to play with it? Mm. You know, so you need to always be ready to face it and be able to deal with it. I like that. Are you ready to play with it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, no, I hear you. And then Bali, on your side? Um, I mean, I personally, I'd like for people to educate themselves about mm. these things because we come, I, I personally come from the townships. Um, I have friends who say, ah, man, these, mm. it's a white thing. Why, how can you say you have a mental illness? Such things are for white people. You can't say as a black person, man, or you need to, you know, go home, some sort of ritual, and then you'll be fine. Um, I remember also there was this other year when I, I, I was battling with things. So my mom took me to 
the rural areas and then my dad did the whole thing, slaughter goats, whatever. But it didn't make much of a difference. Mm. It didn't make any difference. The poor goat died in vain. (laughs) This is a medical condition. You understand? And also when, when I, I spoke to my mom about it, I'm like, mom, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling something. And I, and I think I should consult the medical facility. Mm. And she was like, no, go to church. How can you mm. say such things? Go to church. You're allowing this bad spirit to take over you. So um, I think it, would see, it, it should start there. It should start within the community. Once a community is well-educated and they know about these things and they see this thing, would say, oh, okay. Um, also, Banga view people with mental illnesses as in bayasanya. It's it's normal, but you're just dealing with a a, a, a specific thing. You know, and and it comes to you, you know, unexpectedly. So you you don't do that to yourself. And yeah, and so I guess I, the whole point is to intervene now before it's too late. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So communities should start, you know, educating themselves about these things because also Neo said, it's not about who's educated and who's not. But a lot of people are downplaying a mental illness, and it's out there and it's eating us, and it's. In black communities, so many people are struggling with it, but they have no idea. They are not treating it. People die every single day. People die in the hands of men. People die in the hands of whatever. But if we spoke about these things, we would see it's okay. Let's talk about it. It's happening. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. Okay. No, so, look, there's uh, NPOs like Emma there's Safe Space. So I think we're off to a, a really great start. Mm. So it's just a matter of pushing the momentum, getting the support, sure. and just spreading awareness. And like Neo said, it's a constant battle. It's a yeah. constant fight. And when you said um, you need to ask yourself if whether you're going to play with it, um, I see it in a positive light, you know, because you know it's there. There's You could either perceive it as this uh, perpetrator that just is with you 24-7 mm. or as a challenge that you... Beat every time, True. you know, yes, like you, you go put it back to sleep. exactly put it back to sleep. If it comes back again, you know what to do. Yes. And if you're struggling to do it on your own, approach the people that support you. If you're struggling to do it via Emmalin, that you have safe space. Yes. But it's a matter of us just creating that awareness, standing together and doing what we can mm-hmm. to fight this. And it gets easier. It gets day, easier. It, it gets easier. I mean, my body's programmed. I drink my meds at about 10. Mm. It just. I just feel it. I don't even have to look at the time. Yeah. It knows. You know that it's time. Yeah. It's time to fight the demons. Yes. <laughs> okay. Ladies, thank you for coming through. Thank um, you for I look us. forward to seeing more of your work. And I'm yeah. guessing if people want to get in touch, it's via Facebook. Yeah. So they Facebook, it's Safe Space. Safe Space Inc. INC. Okay. Um, okay. I can be contacted on my website, www.emalena.co.za. Okay. Perfect. And the responses, are they speedy? Do you take oh, a year? Yes. <laughs> It's amazing. It's growing. Safe space is is growing at a very rapid speed. Okay. But I found an assistant in Bali. Okay, (laughs) perfect. Absolutely brilliant, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's beautiful to hear. Thank you, ladies, and all the best for the future. Cliffcentral.com.